And there's nothing wrong with spending money. There's nothing wrong with having luxuries. There's nothing wrong with having the nice things. Yes. But it's a matter of when can you actually afford it. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off your next 12-pack, head to Amazon and use promo code 20PureLeaf. That's promo code 20PureLeaf for 20% off. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Okay, quick math. The less your business depends on operations, on multiple systems, on delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep, obvious. But with higher expenses on materials, employees, distribution, and borrowing, everything costs more. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs because NetSuite lives in the cloud with no hardware required, accessed from anywhere. You cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems because you've got one unified business management suite and you're improving efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash greatness. netsuite.com slash greatness. Again, head to netsuite.com slash greatness. What would you say if you saw someone now, say they're 20 or maybe they're 30 or whatever age doesn't matter, yeah. but they don't have a lot of money right now. Let's say they're just making a, a normal amount of money, right? Yeah. But they have certain habits and behaviors yeah. and beliefs and thought process, processes that you witness. And you could say, wow, if you follow these things, you have the ability to make a lot of money one day. What would be those behaviors or habits that would determine sure. if someone has the ability to be rich? So the first thing is mindset. Mm -hmm. That's what I call you know, my channel, me, the minority mindset. You have to believe it's possible for you uh, because if you don't believe it's possible for you, you can have all the resources you can have all the drive, but you'll never be able to because your mind is going to stop you. Your mind dictates your actions. And so you first have to believe that somebody like you can do it from your position and know that, hey, I will do whatever it takes. Now, if you have the mindset, then you have that, I will do whatever it takes, that discipline, and then the willing to learn, nothing can stop you. So the discipline means that you're willing to put in work. You know, a lot of people say, don't work hard, work smart. And I think this is a whole bunch of crap. <laughs> you know, like you can work as smart as you want, but if you're not willing to work hard, 
you're going to very much limit your success uh, and limit everything in your life. Uh, you have to be willing to work hard. I don't know anyone that didn't put in a lot of hard work for a period of time yeah. <laughs> until they learned how to manage and delegate and optimize exactly. with resources and skill and time to work smarter. 100%. But they had to work hard at some In order time. to get there. Once you get yes. there, now you can scale back yeah, and now yeah, you can yeah. you know reap the fruits of your labor, but you have to be willing to yeah. put in the work, the gotta, harder you work. You got to make the flywheel turn. You got you to. Know. And yeah. if it, you know, it, your hard work makes your smart work even more effective. Mm, key. And then your, your discipline then is, it's just like anything else. It's being willing to stick with it when things go wrong and when things get hard. Because things will go wrong, things will get hard. I made a video on my YouTube channel talking about my worst real estate deal ever. Uh, I have this running joke with my friends that anytime I start something new, I get scammed and I get screwed over. <laughs> and it is extremely difficult every time it happens because from the event planning business, I got screwed mm -hmm. over multiple times. And then the, the beginning, it was just a complete flop. I mean, it just thinks everything went wrong that could potentially go. I was supposed to host my party at a venue, planned it for months. The night before the event, it got shut down by oh. the cops because they were apparently serving to underage people. It just lost. Oh, man. And, and this is my first event. Oh. And, and everything just goes wrong. Then, you know, I started my uh, sock company. I got scammed by a fake marketing company mm, as soon yeah, as I started, yeah, which is yeah. why I started Minority Mindset. When I started, um, my, I started for a little bit, I was trying to hustle and I was selling stuff on eBay and Amazon. We, me and my buddy, we found this supplier in mm -hmm. China who was sending us authentic items that we were going to sell online. We were young and we were selling it. We were making decent money. And then we get a letter saying, you're not selling authentic stuff. Rick. Oh. We will potentially sue you for $7 million. Oh, man. That's I'm not scary. even 20 years old. Oh. You know, I'm like, I don't even, like, $7 million. I can't even count that many digits. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's like, and I had to shut that down. So it's, it's it gets tough. Yes. You know, you, you talked about last time, getting punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to get back up. And, you know, how do you prepare for that? Maybe go and get punched. Go to yeah, a boxing exactly. class. Get <laughs> uncomfortable. Do right. something that puts you out of your comfort zone, even if it's not directly correlated. I try to do that. I, you know, I've joined a boxing gym here in California. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not the best boss, but just to get in shape. But, you know, you get uncomfortable. Yeah. I joined my acting class. That was really uncomfortable for me mm. because I'm like this, like, this kind of nerd. You know, uh. I went to school. I was like, supposed to study hard in school and do all this stuff. And now here I am trying to figure things out. Uh, edit and fit in but i made friends everybody's so friendly and you get to meet more people and you you put yourself out of that comfort zone yeah. and i think that will help you in other places as well so it's not yes. always you know finance it's, y y we talk about this where we live a human life yes. right? it's not just my bank account it's i'm a human first mm -hmm. my bank account is one aspect of my life right and you have to be able to live as a human that way you can actually enjoy your bank account. Absolutely, man. <laughs> right? I mean, if you can have a million dollars, $10 million if you're miserable. Who cares? Exactly. So you talked about the right mindset, the right discipline. The third thing was... The right mindset, the right discipline, and the right work ethic. Uh, so the willingness to learn. You have willingness to be willing to learn. To learn. And if, if you're not willing to learn, you're not going to be willing to grow because... You have to be willing to challenge your beliefs. And I think that became significantly easier for me once I started learning about uh, money, because I realized everything I was told was wrong about money, from you know loans to the to banks to schools to your job to investing, when I realized that everything that I was told was wrong, that's when I started. Well, I was like, man, I don't think I know anything right. So mm. I, it was very easy for me to start learning and listening to contradictory points of view. But you really have to be willing to listen to 
things that don't agree with one another. And that's in the middle is where you find intellect. Yeah, that's may- where you find where, where your best education comes. And so like, you know, if you listen, like my, I listen to audiobooks. I'm not a very good reader. English yeah. is my second language, right? Yeah. So I'm not the best reader, but I listen to audiobooks. And uh, it's, it's funny because I have like books that will completely contradict one another just so I can learn from different points of view. Like I, I read Donald Trump's book. And then I read Barack Obama's book. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read the, the Communist Manifesto. I read the Capitalist Manifesto. Right. I read, you read books that are completely opposite. That way you can explore different points of view and understand and solidify your thoughts and just be more educated. Because Because otherwise, if we, we grow up with just one belief the entire time and we don't see another side of something or another extreme potentially... Yeah then we're always going to think life is that specific way as exactly. opposed to being open to seeing what other people think about. Whether we agree with it or not, just learn, learn. it. And it's, it's so much more important now because of social media. Yeah. And I mean, I know you know this, but you go on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, anything. If you start watching one type of content, what are they going to do? They're going to feed you more and more of that exact same thing. And then all of a sudden you go down this rabbit hole where you think everybody thinks like you. Anybody who doesn't think like you is wrong. They must be dumb. They have no idea what they're talking about. But you have to. I mean, it's so much harder now, which is why it's so much more important. But you have to be willing to break out of this hole and start learning something else and yes. you know, be willing to challenge your own beliefs. And that's where you, know, you will become smarter and you'll find more opportunity and you'll solidify mm-hmm. your own beliefs on whatever it is yeah, that you absolutely. believe in. Those are good habits. What would you say are the, the three biggest myths about money that you've debunked over your time of learning about money that maybe you grew up thinking it was one way, like you were talking about loans and banks and all these different yeah. things. What are three myths about money that you've found out were not true? Well, the first thing that I, I would say, I don't know if it's a myth, but I would say that the first thing everyone has to understand is what money is. And I, I don't mean in terms of like, uh, in terms of wealth, but like money is just paper. It doesn't make you a good person. It doesn't make you a bad person. It just, it's paper. And we talk about all these uh, insecurities people have with money. I grew up being told, don't talk about money. Don't worry about money. Don't stress about money. Yeah, here I am seeing my parents work their butt off every single day. So Trying to make money. Trying to make money. And it doesn't make sense. How am I supposed to not worry about money? And you want me to become a doctor because you, know, you read those, uh, if you go to those uh, career fairs, they show you the different careers, right? And doctor is always number one, the highest income. So why am I doing this if it's because of the income instead of because I love it or do something that I love? Why not? Or because I want to help people. Yeah. You want to save lives. Exactly. And and what's crazy is if you understand money, you become financially educated, you're willing to talk about it. Well, now you can be financially stable doing whatever you want. And you can follow something you love and still be financially okay because we assume that you have to have this in order to make money. You have to have this job in order to make good money. You have to have this career if you want to be financially stable. But that's a complete lie. But that goes down to us being willing to talk about money. And I talked about this in our last interview. But, you know, money is one part of our lives. And the reason why people are scared to talk about it is because we're insecure about it. And that's because we don't understand how money plays a part in our lives. It's one aspect. I say that there's four. You have to be physically healthy, mentally healthy, spiritually healthy, and then financially healthy. Mm. If you're not financially healthy, well, it can make everything else much more miserable because you can't pay your bills. But if you're financially healthy, you're rich, but you have nothing else, more money just makes you more miserable. Mm-hmm. So you need to live a holistic life and understand how money plays a part in your life. That way, the, the finances can have the biggest power. And then you understand that more money just amplifies who you are. It's like fire. It's like fuel. It fuels your fire. If you're a good person and you have more money, you have a tool to do more good. 
if you're a bad person, if you have more money, you have a tool to do more bad. Yeah. Just why we need more good people with money. <laughs> exactly. How do we do that? Well, yeah, Get a educated. Of, a lot of people just say that money exposes who you really are. Exactly. It amplifies who you are. Right. So people can see um, you know, whether you're that good person or a bad person or whatever it may be in between. But first off, understanding what money is yeah. is what you had to learn. It's yeah. kind of like this this thing. What else around understanding it would you say? So uh, the next maybe you thing, thought it was one thing, but then you realized it was something exactly. else. Exactly. So, so now, now that's money. The second thing is how do you use money and value money? Because uh, I'm going to say this in the nicest way possible, but traditionally Indian people can be very cheap. Okay? <laughs> and uh, you know, I grew up seeing this. And what does that mean? It means that Indian, the traditional Indian house is a save heavy culture. And I can say that because I've seen this and I grew up in that where you, you, you make a dollar to spend 20 cents. Mm-hmm. And uh, the traditional American culture is you make a dollar to spend, spend $2, $2. <laughs> right? And so it's a save heavy culture. So you're, you're spending as little money as possible to save it. Now, obviously we talked about inflation, so I'm not gonna mention what that means with savings. But what I'm talking about here is you can use your money as a tool and this is what wealthy people do because now what do they do with their money? You use your money to buy your time back. Because what so many of us do is we're exchanging our hours for dollars. You mm. go to work every single day and you get paid. But what are wealthy people doing? They're not working just to use their money as a way to buy hours. They're using the money to, to, to buy their time back. Yes. Because now you can build things and build processes and invest your money because now you can use your money as a tool instead of as a fool. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I like to say. But... Uh, it, this is where it's it's how do you now use your money to make your life better mm-hmm. yeah and and you don't want to be now just just buying a whole bunch of gucci and louis vuitton it's now actually improving your life and not to make your life look better yeah. but to actually improve it from the inside out yeah so the simplest example would be you start a youtube channel we talked about buying a camera well one thing that you could do is you can hire a video editor you know you go on a freelance site hire a freelance video editor and uh, now what are you doing you can spend more time making more videos mm-hmm. instead of spending all of your time editing the content. So you can focus on yes. your time. You, you can hire someone to mow the lawn. You bought your time back. You can hire somebody to help get you your groceries. You buy your uh-huh. time back. It costs money. You have to spend money in order right. to do that. But you're getting something in an exchange. And now you're buying your time back so you can use your money as a tool. And you can use your money as a tool to buy your time back or you can use your money as a tool to make you and attract you more money. That's what wealthy people do. And so you want to be able to use money in that way. The third thing would be now to really, I mean, I know I talk about this a lot, but you have to understand the difference between something that makes you money and something that loses you money. That's a liability, yeah. A liability. What are the main liabilities that people spend on today? (sighs) The way you look, man. We we have this Instagram flex culture, right? And... Uh, it, it is it is very toxic if you do not know how to use mm-hmm. it. And unless you're investing your money wisely and you've got excess money and you're like, okay, I want to buy some stuff to flex, cool. But There's nothing if you're not wrong. investing your money yeah. and you're just spending it on clothes and watches and shoes yeah. if you to got, look good, If you got like, the name brand stuff, but you got no savings, you got no investments, you're doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. Your priorities are in the wrong place. What are you doing? You're making Gucci rich. You're making Louis Vuitton rich. You're making all these companies rich, but you're keeping yourself broke. When I talked about my watch, I spent a grand on a watch. I had no investments. I don't even know what an investment was at the time. I didn't realize I could have taken that grand and invested it into a watch company mm-hmm. and get a share of the profits. But that's how wealthy people are doing and they understand that. And there's nothing wrong with spending money. There's nothing wrong with having luxuries. There's nothing wrong with having the nice things. Yes. 
but it's a matter of when can you actually afford it. You have mm-hmm. to know when the right time is for you to have it because you want to first make yourself rich and then, hey, yeah. blow. If you can afford it, do whatever you want. Grant Cardone was always talking about how he doesn't spend money on the cash he makes uh, to buy watches or things. He only spends money on the watches and clothes and things on the passive income. That's great. From his investments. You take the earned income, you're working every single day, you take this income and you use as much of that as possible to invest into assets. The assets pay you, live off of the assets because now those assets don't need you to go to work every single day to get paid. So if mm-hmm. you break your leg and you can't get paid, you're not getting that earned income, but that yes. active, the, the passive income from your assets still coming in. And now if that's the money you're living off of, you are free. Mm-hmm. Your earned income is just buying you more assets. And so how do you start that, right? And, and so this is where you have to kind of build some sort of system for yourself. And the rule that I would always say is follow something like my rule of five. If you can't buy five of them, you can't afford one of them. Yeah. So it's, you know, you want to buy a thousand a, dollar phone, you want to buy a thousand dollar watch. Okay, fine. Can you buy five of them? And if you don't have the ability to buy five of them, if you can't afford to do that, then you can't afford one. If you can't buy five, you can't afford one. And then you want to create a system, like a, a system that automates your finances where now you have something going on with your money that is putting your money to work no matter what. And mm-hmm. so one of the easiest things you can create your own is to follow something like a 75, 15, 10 plan, which means that for every dollar you earn from now on, 75 cents is the maximum you can spend. 15 cents is the minimum you're investing and 10 cents is the minimum that you're saving. Now the savings is, you, you wanna build somewhere between three and 12 months worth of savings if you wanna have that protection. Three months if you're you don't have a lot of right. liability, a lot of responsibilities, you don't have all that going on, and you have a high risk tolerance. Twelve months if you want to play it safe. Mm-hmm. You figure out what's right for you after you fill your savings. You fill up the savings. You don't want to put any more money into it because now you're just being eaten away by inflation. Yes. Right. The savings is not there to make you wealthy. It's there just to protect you against an emergency. Then what you do is you take the money, put it into your investments, and now you just keep investing money. Now what happens is as you grow your income you don't change this ratio. So if you go from $40,000 a year to $400,000 a year, you keep the same ratio and you're still investing first and then you keep saving your money and then you know how much you can spend because now what you're doing, which is what wealthy people do, is you invest before you spend. The way that the finances look for the majority of people is you make money, you pay taxes, you spend your money, and then you wonder where your money went. Mm-hmm. Well, wealthy people do, right? <laughs> wealthy people are, you make money. Especially in California. Yeah, all, $7 gas and yeah. high taxes. Uh, but what wealthy people are doing is you make money and then depending on how you make it, either you pay taxes first or after, ideally after, because there are ways to do that legally, but you make money and then you want to invest as much as possible and then you spend whatever's left. Mm-hmm. So wealthy people invest yeah. and spend what's left yeah. while the majority of people spend and invest whatever's left. Here's one that I think a lot of people do, and I think it hurts them in a big way. How does someone not make their net worth attached to their self-worth? That's a good one. You know, Meaning, how do they believe in themselves, have confidence, uh, have you know, love for themselves yeah. when they're not making that much? Maybe they're in a transition, maybe yeah. they lost their job, maybe yeah. they're just starting out. Sure. And so, how do they also, when they start making some cash, not tie their bank account number to their self-worth. So when you fail at something, you don't become a failure as a person. You fail at a task. 
And in order to become successful at something, you have to fail at a lot of tasks. Mm -hmm. And so the first thing you have to understand that about yourself is that just because something didn't work, just because you failed at something does not mean that you are a failure. Mm. Maybe you failed at a task. I failed at a ton of things. I'm sure yes, you have to. Yes. You, know, you have to screw up a lot. And that's how you find the good. So now when it comes to net worth, if you want to be completely honest, your net worth is pretty useless. It's a worthless number. It means nothing. It means less than nothing. Because what is net worth? It's a paper number. If I have a million dollars net worth in the stock market today, tomorrow it could be worth four hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. If, if you are valuing your life, and even worse, if you are spending based off of your net worth, you're living a very dangerous life. And some people do do this because they say, "Oh, I'm worth a million dollars, so I'm going to go out and live a million dollar lifestyle." You don't have a million dollars. You're just worth a million dollars. You don't have income coming in. You're just worth this amount of money and so you go and borrow a, a ton of money and you start living this million dollar lifestyle and then things go down and now you're the first one to lose your shirt. So mm -hmm. the thing that I want you to remember is first regarding the failure. You're not a failure. Uh, just because you failed at a task does not mean you're a failure. It's actually a good thing you failed because that means you're one step closer to finding that success. And then second, regarding the actual net worth number, look, this is just temporary. Everything is temporary. and you have the opportunity to build something a lot bigger. You have to have the right mindset. And if you are here in America, you're in a first world country, you have the opportunity mm -hmm. to do that. But you have to be willing to learn and be willing to give it time. So you have to be patient, but also impatient at the same time. Patient in the sense that you have to understand that get rich quick is majority of the time a big scam. It doesn't yes. work. Um, it makes the people selling the get rich quick rich and you <laughs> keep broke. you broke. Uh, so the first thing you got to understand is that. But then second is you want to be impatient where you got to, it's going to fuel that drive, fuel that work ethic, fuel that discipline. And you have to be willing to keep going. You know, I don't, if you would have told me 15 years ago or 10 years ago, hey man, you're going to be interviewing with Lewis on this show. I would never thought that's possible. Like, you know, I grew up being told, Somebody like me can't do this. Somebody like, you know, I remember talking to my own family members that you can never be a CEO of a company. Mm. Uh, you, somebody like you can't do that. You have no business background. You couldn't even get right. into business school. And um, it's funny. And nowadays I'm like, well, there's a lot more value to being the owner of a company than the CEO of a company yeah, because yeah. the CEO is working for the owner. But anything is possible. And, you know, even if you just ignore the financial side, any, you, you can do anything you want but you want to be a singer you want to be an actor you want to be an entrepreneur you want to be a ceo you want to be whatever you want to do mm -hmm. it is possible but you have to believe it and you have to be willing to put in that work you know hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard it, that is the truest saying uh, that you can make because i have so you know i work in the i worked in the event planning space i still know a lot of people in this place space i know a lot of people that manage singers big time singers especially in the the indian space and some of these people are incredibly talented. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. With no drive, yeah. no work ethic. And where are they going with their careers? They had this spike in the going down. I know these other people that are you know, average singers, but they're putting out songs mm -hmm. day after day after day. I mean, if you heard them sing, it's like, you know, it's whatever, but... You can produce it you well, produce, you can make the hooks, they, you, you can write you cool lyrics. You keep improving, yeah. and they keep putting out content, and they keep, they keep improving every week. And it's like, dang, you got millions and millions and millions of views. It's funny, man. I got a, a friend of mine I've had on the show, uh, Andy Grammer, who was literally in Santa Monica busking for four years. Five days a week, four years, playing songs for just tips on the yeah, streets. Uh, they hustle, right? But he, I think he said he did like, he wrote like over a thousand songs or something crazy wow. like this in this four year period. He would sing the covers to try to get like people to come around yeah, and be like, oh, yeah, I yeah. like that song, exactly. let me give you a dollar. Yeah. And then he would throw in one of his own original yeah. songs to try to get people like, oh, he's got his own stuff. But he did this for four years before he actually got something that was on the radio and then touring and all these other things four years on the streets, That's just amazing. working really hard. Now he's got momentum, yeah. but he's got all these skills now developing over those years to write his own songs. And I don't think people realize what four years means. Because you hear four years, oh, you know, college is four years, high school is four years. But you got to remember, during those four years, that's a long time. You go from long January, time, February, March, long. April, May, you do it again, Every day. and again, and again, and again. Uh, Steve Harvey, I, I love his story Man, because great. he went through the same thing. He was homeless. Because he was like, I'm a janitor right now. I want to be a comedian. My friend, who I grew up with, is now on TV. We both had the same dreams. I didn't want to say it. He got laughed at for his dreams. And now he's the one on TV living my dream. And I'm working as a janitor. Quit his job. Moved into his car. And spent three years just trying to make it. Mm -hmm. Look at him. He's, 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 he's on shows after shows after shows. It's crushing it's, it. It's... it's that discipline, being willing to put in the work and just sticking with it is so hard. And that can help you with any, you know, forget the financial side, doing something you love, living a purposeful life. Because what's important to you 
is not what's necessarily important to me. And what's important to someone listening to this is going to be different than me. And we all have a different passion, a different purpose, and a different mission. Mm -hmm. And so someone's going to care about climate change. Someone's going to care about world hunger. Someone's going to care about uh, cancer in kids. Someone's going to care about breast cancer. Someone's going to care about financial education. And so we all come at this world with different experiences, different pains. And each one of those pains are going to drive our motivations. But you have to... You have to be willing to work towards it because if you don't, who else is going to? Yeah. And you have to be willing to do that if you want to make that impact. What would you say on a scale of 1 to 10, how much you love yourself today? 10 being you have ultimate love for yourself, and not in an egotistical way. Yeah. 1 being you, you know, hate yourself. Where would you be on the I, 1 to 10 scale? I, I, I think, I mean... I don't want to be like mean, like, like oh, I'm like overly narcissistic, but I, I love myself. And I never asked myself that question because I don't think, I, I was very fortunate that I never really had to struggle with happiness. Really? No. And, and Even I, when your parents were kind of talking the way that they was did? Tough. The it was tough, but it never really made me unhappy because I think why is I had a group of guys that I was friends with, a few DJ friends, and we were all kind of like, almost like rebels, but we knew we weren't doing bad things. We're like, we want to become successful, sure. just no one sees our vision. So we all just kind of like, we were, we were friends. I had a really good community. Okay. And I think that really helped me because, no, they, sometimes I would go sleep in their basement. And I was like, man, this is like, my mom told me this and my dad's not believing me. And they were like, you know, and they were in the same boat as me. Like, they're like, dude, I don't know what I'm going to do either. And look, all of us now are, are doing very well. And we joke around about that where it's like, man, I got you know, a lot of trouble with my parents. I'm sleeping in your basement. Now you're coming to my basement. And um, so it, it was tough, but I had a lot of fun along the way, man. Yeah. Like, cause so money, you never attached money to happiness. Never. I think actually, you know, I'll, I'll, I think more money actually maybe have reduced potential happiness. Really? Yeah. And I think the reason why is because some things had happened in my life that I did not expect. And I, and I thought, because we were all like, we want to become successful, but we loved the journey. Like it was, we were having a great time. But I think what happened was I had some like really tough realizations and I've never talked about this publicly, but I'll mm. do it now. So when I was, uh, Minority Mindset was growing and I was like, you know, I'm going to really build this now. And we were getting close to 100,000 subscribers and we were going viral and it's like, wow, you know, we made it. Yeah. We were about to hit it. 100,000 is hard to do. That first 100,000, man, difficult. is really hard. And um, it was, I was right about to hit it and I come home and um, we're having dinner and my dad I knew something was wrong and he and he looks at me and he says um, your mom has cancer and Ooh. all of a sudden it's like forget the YouTube channel forget the investment like, forget it all like I was like are you serious I was like Did you get a second opinion and uh, um, you know it, it was very tough and so the next week my mom's in the hospital in the operating mm. room. And it was the day after I had 100,000 subscribers, the day after our operation. And it was like, it was nice to see, but it was like, I like that I'm making an impact, but honestly, it doesn't even matter. Like, the, like I would give this up in a second to make sure my mom was yeah. okay. And just, I think that that mm. initial realization was like, wow, like there's, there's, there's so much more. Um, to life than just money, and and you know you kind of, I think that's when I started developing. That's when I developed the quadruped triangle: the physical, the mental, the spiritual, the financial. Because I was like, I, I started writing my thoughts down. I was like, you know, th this is this is. Um, you start to really place a, a value on different things. Absolutely. And you start to realize, okay, I was spend a lot of time in my work, and I, yeah, I still work a lot. But you start to realize that you know I need to spend some time with 
my family. I need to do certain things. I need I need to make sure that I take care of myself, and I need to make sure I take care of my family. And and those were you know my mom was okay. She she beat it. It That's was great. Good. It was amazing. Like like that was like the biggest relief. But you, you learn from your struggles. You learn from pain. And um, that I think that realization probably was like you have to. Money does not make you happier. But what it can do is it can make your bills a lot easier to, like uh, to pay it can make vacations like it can make your life more you can do more of the things that you love there are more it, choices more but, options exactly but you still have to work on happiness you have to work on it's a completely different game there's so many people that i've interviewed in the last few months that have had kind of this rise to success over the previous let's say three to five years and so many of them said when i asked them on the scale of one to ten of their happiness and self-love that they were higher just right before they started to hit like this growth period, like right yeah. before they kind of became really? famous or made a ton of money, they were higher right yeah. before than they were now. Not, not to say they weren't still happy and loved themselves, but many of them said it was the pressure to continue to grow. The now yeah. this exposure, all these people know about me and I'm getting judged and critiqued for my message or my content or my yeah. actions. And this kind of fear, what if I lose it? Yeah. What if it goes down? Yeah. So it sounds like you kind of have that. Yeah, so I think I have a, a little bit of a benefit there and I'll tell you why. Because I do notice that pressure where you know people, they recognize me, which is amazing. And I hear some of these stories and I'm like, I don't want to screw this up. But I think part of the reason why I, I'm, a, I'm a little bit detached from that same pressure is because uh, I don't need my income from YouTube. So I don't have to portray a certain image or act like a certain person. I can be me. I can be silly. Like you watch my YouTube channel, I say the word below, very funny. It's just the way I talk. I talk about guacamole because I love guac. You know, I go to Chipotle, I get my extra guac. So I, I, I am able to inject my own personality. And if you don't like it, I really don't care. You know, you can leave. Uh, I'll still be okay financially. Mm -hmm. And which is why I think also I can talk about things like I'm, I'm not here on my YouTube channel. And, and I think that's also contributed to my growth kind of, uh, it's funny how it works where like, I don't have to sit here and make certain types of content. I, I think I did go down that route for a little bit where I was like, oh, okay. hit the trends. Yeah, you yeah. start hit the trends. And I went down that route and it was like, you start to do things you don't want to do because you're like, oh, this is what the algorithm wants. This is what uh, is going to make mm -hmm. people happy. And you start doing it for the wrong reasons. This is what's going to make my sponsors happy. Right. Uh, and I did that for a while and I was like, you know what? This is not me. Mm -hmm. And I stopped. And I was probably like a half a million subscribers at the time. So it was, you know, pretty, you know, I was making good income and I was like, you know, I'll screw this. Uh, it's not me. And so I stopped that. I put out the content that's that's more genuine to me. I'm going to talk about the things that I want, things that are important to me, things that I like talking, the way I like talking about it. I'm going to be silly. If I want to dance in a video, I'll dance. You know, uh, and I, I love my fans. I love our followers. I love our subscribers. Like, they're, they're the greatest subscribers ever. I just had a small meet and greet here in San Diego. I, I talked about it weeks before the event, and I stopped talking about it. I just kind of put it out there because I've never done anything like that before. Mm -hmm. It was a huge success. I mean, really? I could not believe it. How many it. people like, showed up? I don't, dude, we, over a hundred. Wow. And I mean, we had shut down Little Italy. I, I don't even know how many came. I don't That's even know cool. like, if it was more. There was so many people and people flew down to see me. Wow. People drove eight <laughs> hours. And I was like, are you serious? Like, wow. like, you guys, I mean, it was amazing. And it was like, I'm not, I don't need to sit here and act. I don't need to sit here and be someone I'm not. Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk the way I am. I'm gonna wear the clothes that I wear. I'm gonna 
be like me. I'm going to act like me. And if you don't like it, I'm sorry. You know, I, I do this for me. I don't yeah. do this uh, for you. And I, I, I think people have appreciated that because they realize that I'm coming from a genuine perspective. Where it's like, look, I'm looking. I'm, obviously, it's nice. You know, I get an income from it, which is great. But my livelihood is not dependent on it. Yeah. Uh, if my YouTube shut down, I'm not going to be homeless. I'm sure, going to be sure. okay. So for me, it's, it's, it's a way for me to get my message across. It's a way for me to talk about my business, market briefs, talk about the things that I'm, I'm working on. And it's a way for me to really just connect and talk about the things that I wish I knew. So I think that has helped me in that happiness side where uh, I can be me. But I think I've, I've also started to identify like, you know, happiness is something that like, it's it's almost like not something you look for. It's just you're happy with it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll give you an example with it because I think a lot of people thought it was really weird when this happened. So this is like before I used a credit card. I used to really be this big cash person. Oh, credit cards are bad. Now I only use a credit card. But before I was like, credit cards are bad. So I used to keep this like fat wallet. Now you only use a credit I card. I only use a credit yeah. card. <laughs> but back then I used to have this like fat wallet um, and uh, I used to have a bunch of cash in there. And... I had the cash stolen out of my wallet oh. a couple of times, right? It was a few hundred dollars. And, you know, I was younger at the time. So a few hundred dollars was a lot more significant. Yeah. And I remember my friends were like, dude, like, aren't you angry? I was like, man, look, the person who stole it probably needed it more than I do. It is what it is. Wow. So, yeah, it sucks. It was like, what am I going to do? Just cry about it? Beat myself up? I think I, I, I was, I remember my mindset changing on this when I was maybe in middle school. My uncle sent me this email. Is I've been trying to find this email, but I can't find it anymore. And they gave the story about why you shouldn't cry or spill milk. And the premise was, it was this kid uh, who uh, was making cereal, spilled the milk, and I was so angry. He was so angry about it. He got late for school or work. He gets in his car, now he's late, he starts speeding. He starts speeding and now he gets into an accident. Now he gets even more angry. He gets into an accident, somebody else gets injured. Now he's even more upset, now he's late for work. And now he gets into work after the person's injured, he has to deal with that. And then he gets into work and then he gets fired because he's late. Mm. All because of the spilled milk. And it's like, if you didn't cry over the spilled milk, it's like, it's just a little bit of milk, you pick it up, you go to work, you're on with the day and nothing wrong, nothing else goes wrong and it's like wow mm-hmm. it's a big shift yeah but along the way i've realized that you know i've been talking a lot more about mental health a little bit on our channel because i have uh become much more aware to it i'll be honest i was very ignorant to mental health for a big portion of my life uh very dumb about it where you know i was like i kind of grew up with this like oh depression's fake mm-hmm. it's not real mm-hmm. and then you know everybody has a turning point right you start to see pain and then i started to see it um and people around me, people very close to me. And you start to see the impacts of that. And then you start to realize, whoa, like, I maybe you can't break out of it. Because now I start learning about it. I start reading articles about it. I start mm-hmm. listening to podcasts about it. I started listening to YouTube videos about it. I was like, oh my God, like, I don't understand this. And then, you know, I had lost some very close friends to it. Um, and To depression. To depression. Wow. They took their own life. And that's when, you know, it's like, this is serious. Becomes real. Becomes yeah. real. And I'm like kicking myself, like, dude, you're so dumb. How could you think that? And you start to, you know, you realize that there is a, a big importance in that, which is why, you know, again, going back to the quadrifid, the mental is so important. If you are anxious, if you're depressed, and, and, you know, and it starts at an early age, 
it starts, you know, from your childhood. And obviously, I'm not a brain expert. You know, you've interviewed the top minds mm-hmm. in this, but you know, it starts at an early age, and which is why, it, for anybody, it's important to learn about it because if you're going to have kids, learn about this. Uh, you know, you want to know physical, mental, spiritual, financial, so you can teach this at a young age. Teach this to people because we're never yeah, taught these things. And absolutely. You, if you just have to go and figure it out, guess what? You don't want to be on the, the losing side of any of these. So, you know, on, on that side, be willing to invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Whether that means talking to a therapist, whether that means checking yourself into a rehab, even if it's expensive, go in and check yourself in. Find whatever help whether it's alternative help, traditional help, go and find help. Get the help. That way you can take care of yourself because if you can't get out of it now, it's going to become more difficult. And if you think that more money is going to solve that problem, you are going to be even more miserable because then you're going to realize that you were wrong. Mm. And then you're going to feel more hopeless because you're like, I did this to solve this problem, but it it paid my bills, but it didn't make me happy. And now you're going to feel so much worse. Right. And I've seen it because, look, in my culture, uh, a lot of people in this first generation, uh, we've, we've seen, gone through a lot of uh, similar struggles where, where, where parents are working hard. <clears throat> and so you don't get to spend a lot of time with your parents. You see a lot of trauma in the household. And it starts to come out when people start to work. Mm-hmm. And I start to see all these issues on the, the mental health side of things. And it's, it's, a, it's still a taboo topic in my culture. Yeah. Mental health is not something people openly talk about, what we need to. Uh, and, and it's one of those things where, dude, people are taking their lives. And we're still scared to talk about it. And this is why, you know, I, I say, look, learn about it. Mm-hmm. Be willing to invest in yourself. If people don't support you, just be willing to spend and do whatever it takes. And what I, what I do know is that money might help in some ways ease some pains, but it doesn't ease every pain. There was someone I was in a building uh, two years ago, living in a building here in L.A. Someone was worth a half a billion dollars that took their life. And so... It might solve money problems, yeah. but it may not solve depression, anxiety, stress, right. mental different. health problems, They're, self-love problems. Exactly. They're different layers, yeah. right? <clears throat> They're made of different ingredients. <clears throat> yes. right? Go back to the cake example. I love food, okay? Yeah. Uh, so it's different layers made up of different ingredients. When uh, This is not too long ago. I was in Sacramento. I did another interview over there. And I got there a little bit. I landed, and I got there a little bit early. So I went to Chipotle. And I'm driving into Chipotle and there was a lady there with a sign that said, um, please help. I need food for my kids. And there are two small kids, probably like five to seven year old were sitting there. So um, I parked my car and I was like, well, I have some extra time. Let me go see if, if I can buy them lunch. So I go up to her. She didn't speak much English. And I said, can I buy you lunch? She didn't understand. So I tried to like explain it with like hand signals. And she was, like, oh, I would love that. And I was like, well, I got time. I was like, what about, it was in the same plaza as a grocery store. I said, can I buy you groceries? And after I got that across, she understood that. She was like, oh my God, like, yes, like, please. And I said, okay, let's go inside. I'll get you whatever you want from the grocery store. Buy whatever you want. Her two kids get up. She explains it to them in their native language. And they start jumping in joy. And I was like, you know, I was like, when when was the last time you got excited to go to the grocery store, right? It's like, it's just normal. And so they go inside and they're shopping and I could just see the happiness. They're like, oh, we're buying vegetables, we're buying eggs, we're buying some milk, we're buying some meat. And the kids, like at some point, were literally like, oh, can I buy this chocolate bar? And they start jumping, like up and down, jumping with joy. And they get to the cashier and I don't get emotional often. And I remember seeing that and the kids were coming up to me and I I was getting emotional sitting there looking at this. I had to turn around, I just started blinking. I was like, 
this is it's just so sad where it's like you know that in that instance money would make a big difference and i know and i could talk about my culture because i've seen it and i know a lot of people you know people in, even in my own family that seen extreme struggles and in that moment mm-hmm. money will solve a lot of problems yes it will put uh, make your stress go down it will feed the family it will feed the kids it will pay you pay your bills it will pay off the debts and that stress the financial stress will leave but then you have to also look at the the physical the mental mm-hmm. and the spiritual and you, you know it, it, this is where you know i i am not a mental health expert i'm not a physical health expert i'm not a spiritual health expert but i understand that it's important in my life because i've you know i've seen the importance of it but I, I think I understand uh, money. I, I, I don't like calling myself an expert. I hate when people call me a guru or an expert. Even when I go on the news, I'm, please don't call me an expert because <laughs> I'm learning every single day. Um, but I, I'm learning every day about it. And I think that that education is where I can help. And it's under, this, this is where that lack of financial education uh-huh. is just so deep-rooted. And I said this last time. I'm going to say it again. It's because... It is so profitable to keep you poor. Mm. It's profitable to keep you financially uneducated. And it, it sucks, but it's the reality. So what do we do now? Get financially educated. Because at the end of the day, mm-hmm. money speaks. Yeah. Money talks. You can yeah. hate it, you can love it, but it's the reality. You know what? People listen to what I have to say now. Why? Because <laughs> I got money. Right, you know, right, it, is, right. it is what it is. Yes. Uh, you know, it's like gravity. And there's some credibility to it too, you know, sure. it builds credibility, authority, Absolutely. trust, all yes. these different things. And, and I hope that, you know, through my genuineness, I've been able to build that. Yeah, man. But, you know, I, I talk about the system like gravity. Yes. It is what it is. You can fight it or you can understand it. Mm. Learn the rules to the game. And leverage it. Learn the rules to money. Leverage it. Use it to your advantage. Because either you're going to use mm. it to your advantage or you're going to get used to somebody Ooh. else's advantage. Snap. Uh, this has been powerful, man. I'm, I'm so excited about this conversation. And if you guys are enjoying this at home or on YouTube and you would, here's something we haven't talked about. We haven't talked about, and I haven't seen you talk about this on your YouTube channel about money, dating, relationships (laughs) and marriage. Sure. And this whole conversation. Yeah. And if you guys want Jasprit to talk about this at length, Leave a comment below. Type in hashtag love below. Let's see on YouTube how many people want a conversation around how to manage the mindset of money and relationships, money and dating, money and marriage, um, and how that dynamic works together. What conversations should you have with your partner before you get married, when you're married, when you start to make more money? What should you be investing in? Is it one person's decision? Is it both's? So if you guys want that, because you've been married for, I think, a year now? About almost a year. So it'd be interesting to see your journey yeah. and um, what's worked, maybe what hasn't worked, what you've seen from other people you've studied. So if you guys want to learn more about money and relationships and marriage and all tied in together, leave a hashtag love in the comments below uh, and we'll come back. Or and the comments some. below. Yes. <laughs> below. <laughs> um, we, uh, you've got an amazing channel. Uh, people can follow you on your YouTube channel, uh, Minority Mindset on YouTube. Make sure to check Jaspreet out there. Marketingbriefs.com, which is your powerful newsletter for investors. Market market briefs. Go to marketbriefs.com. Um, minority Mindset everywhere. YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, all the places. How else can we support you? TheMinorityMindset.com. 
what else can we do to support you? Yeah, today? man. Minority mindset uh, everywhere. You know, if you like the content, share it. Check out Market Briefs, marketbriefs.com. It's a free financial newsletter where we break down what's happening in the top finance and business news every single day into a fun and witty email, mm -hmm. less than five minutes long every morning. Uh, I promise you'll love it. And if you don't, you can unsubscribe. It's free. Yes. Uh, but I promise you will love it. I've had so many people, so many people tell me that this is the only email that they look forward to reading every mm. single day. So you, you will love it, and especially if you want an easy way to stay up to date on what's happening. Check out Market Briefs. And, you know, if you like the content, help spread it, um, help educate somebody else. You know, you, one candle can light one room, but one candle can also light a million other candles. Mm. And those can light a million other rooms. So <sighs> spread the education, help spread the knowledge, help spread the, the word. My man, uh, and I asked you last time your three truths and your definition of greatness. So if people want to hear what you said before, go back and watch the previous video on this or listen to the previous episode where... Josh Breit shares his three truths and his definition of greatness. Um, and hopefully we'll have you come back on and talk about money and relationships. I want to acknowledge you, Josh Breit, for your constant commitment to this message, the way you show up for yourself, the way you show up for your family and for your community. It's really inspiring that you're teaching this from your cultural perspective. You know, we need more people like you sharing this wisdom studying these things and then teaching it to us in a way that we can understand it and use it for good in our lives. So I really acknowledge you, my man. Excited to have you back on. Again, leave a comment below, hashtag love, if you want to learn more about love and money. I think it'd be an interesting topic. But uh, my man, thank you so much for being here. I appreciate, I appreciate you. you. Thank you for having me. It was a great time as always. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's show with all the important links. And also make sure to share this with a friend and subscribe over on Apple Podcasts as well. I really love hearing feedback from you guys. So share a review over on Apple and let me know what part of this episode resonated with you the most. And if no one's told you lately, I want to remind you that you are loved, you are worthy, and you are matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.